Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. I stumbled across a very interesting article from the Miami Herald the other day, and it got me thinking, well, let me share a quote from the article before I start. Quote, we like to say we're addicted to our phones or an app or some new show on a streaming video service. But for some people, tech gets in the way of daily functioning and self-care. We're talking flunky classes, can't find a job, live in a dark hole, kinds of problems with depression, anxiety, and sometimes suicidal thoughts. Part of the mix. Suburban Seattle, a major tech center, has become a hub for help for so-called tech addicts with residential rehab, psychologists who specialize in such treatment and 12-step meetings. The drugs of old are now repackaged. We have a new foe, Cassette Ray says of the Barrage of Tech. A former developer in the tech world, she has a Seattle area rehab center called Restart Life, one of the few residential programs in the nation specializing in tech addiction. End quote. Tech addiction is real. I'm going to talk about that and, and also going to discuss an unlikely solution found from an experiment with <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. Stay tuned. To fully understand the privacy of Facebook and how it's likely to evolve, you need to understand one thing. Facebook executives want everyone to be public. As the service evolves, executives tend to favor our open access to information, meaning information you think is private will slowly become public. But that doesn't mean you can't be private if you want to. Facebook gives its users the option to lock things down, but users need to be aware of their controls, how to use them, and how to prepare for the future Facebook privacy changes. Facebook has not and will not make information obvious, and that's where my special offer comes in. Go to jimstroud.com free and download the very unofficial Facebook privacy manual. That's jimstroud.com free to download your free copy of the very unofficial Facebook privacy manual. One last time, download it now at jimstroud.com free. Operators are standing by. Tech addiction is real, very real, and I am concerned that it will get worse, especially when I consider the research. Let me share with you a few random stats related to technology addiction. Research from a site called The Daily Infographic says, The average person checks their cell phone 110 times a day. Ha! <laughs> you checked it just then, didn't you? 75% of drivers have admitted to texting at least once while driving. 61% sleep with their cell phone under the pillow, turned on or next to their bed. Guilty. 50% of people feel uneasy if they leave their cell phone at home. 44% check job-related email when on vacation. Ouch. Guilty again. 26% of all car accidents are caused by phone usage. 20% of people between 18 and 34 have used smartphones during sex. <laughs> no comment. And 12% of adults use their phones in the shower. But all of that is cell phone related. What about video games? 
A study appearing in the medical journal Pediatrics conducted by research scientist Douglas A. Gentile, Ph.D., examined video game usage rates of 3,034 children and teenagers. Video game addiction statistics from this study revealed the following. The average length of time spent playing video games was 20 hours per week. An estimated 72% of American households play video games. An estimated 9% of the 3,034 participants in the study showed signs of video game addiction. And 4% of study participants were categorized as extreme users who played video games 50 hours per week on average. And here are a few more observations on video game addiction that I found from various sources online. The same regions of the brain that are activated when craving occurs in alcohol and drug addicts are also activated in video game addicts when they see images of computer games. People who have higher levels of trade anxiety, aggressive behavior, and neuroticism are at a higher risk for video game addiction. Students addicted to video games have lower academic grades than their non-addicted peers. And 41% of people who play online video games admitted that they played computer games as an escape from the real world. As alarming as these stats and insights are, I am simultaneously encouraged and discouraged when I learn of a possible cure for addictions in general and possibly tech addiction specifically. The source of the research is cocaine.org. Canadian psychologist Bruce K. Alexander and his colleagues at Simon Fraser University in British Columbia, Canada, wanted to test the impact of environmental factors associated with addiction. So they built an elaborate rat cage. Now, inside this rat cage, rats were given the ability to socialize with other male and female rats. They were given toys to be amused with. Uh, they were given rat condominiums <laughs> that featured multiple levels for sleeping and tunnels so the rats had somewhere to play and hide. They also made uh, cocaine available to them via a lever that they could easily access when desired. Bruce Alexander and his colleagues named it Rat Park. Alexander and company then compared the behavior of the Rat Park rats with rats who were given the same access to cocaine, but without all the luxuries that Rat Park had. The end result? Well, the Rat Park rats rarely pursued the cocaine, even after they were exposed to it. Conversely, the rats who were kept isolated in cages that did not contain amusements, nor other rats to fellowship with, were much more likely to become addicted to the drugs offered. These experiments continued with scientists using different variations of drugs, different types of rats, and different environments. The conclusion was the same. When the fundamental needs of a rat were met, addiction to drugs was unlikely. The scientific community was highly skeptical of these results initially, but eventually accepted them when other studies produced similar results. And just in case you're curious as to when all this happened, the Rat Park experiments were conducted in the late 1970s and published between 78 and 1981. 
I am encouraged by this research because if meeting the fundamental needs of a rat can lessen the chance of that rat becoming a drug addict, <laughs> then maybe the same can be said for humans. And if so, what are the fundamental needs of humans? And if they are met, would they cancel out all addictions? Well, I'm not an expert on psychology, so I don't know for sure. But I can guess that at least one fundamental need that all humans have is the need to feel connected with other people. In other words, friends. And that's when I get uh, discouraged. I get discouraged because loneliness is an epidemic. Search DuckDuckGo, Bing, or Google for the phrase loneliness epidemic, and you will find out that loneliness is widespread, especially among Americans where some researchers say three out of every four are affected. And therein is the paradox of tech addiction. Developing real-life friendships and a sense of belonging will make people less susceptible to tech addiction. However, for tech addicts to receive that help, they would have to move away from technology. <laughs> it is a conundrum. How do we stop tech addiction or at least stem the tide? Well, maybe the solution is more tech addict rehab programs like Restart Life. Maybe it's making digital detox retreats mainstream. Have you heard of those? Um, as I understand it, you spend time in nature without your cell phone, but there, there's more to it than that. As an example, check out uh, digitaldetox.org. Maybe we can start removing free Wi-Fi in restaurants and bars and airports and other public places and encourage people to talk to the person next to them. It could be a big marketing campaign. Put down the phone, pick up a friend, be a better human. <laughs> Maybe Hollywood and pop stars could make it uncool or even rude to keep your face buried in a smartphone by removing the act from movies and TV shows and music videos. It's not unheard of. People used to smoke on TV and movies all the time, but now it never happens. I'm sure that affected the sales of cigarettes as it surely changed the culture of our society. I bet it could reduce tech addiction as well. But I'm rambling. <laughs> if you have any ideas for reducing tech addiction, I'd love to hear it and share it with my audience. So uh, share your thoughts. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can reach me on my website, www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. Oh, before I go, uh, please financially support this podcast with a little something-something in my virtual tip jar. There's a link in the podcast description. Your generosity encourages me to keep this podcast train chugging down the track. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. 
On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!